What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, and join the conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. And we're live. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and I hope everyone is having a beautiful and safe and joyous holiday season uh, and is revving up for an amazing 2023. And uh, also hoping that all those affected by the uh, crazy weather that we've been having uh, is safe and uh, that everybody's got their power back, etc. So, um, Interesting times we're living in, right? Um, and so making the best of it uh, is so important. Staying positive, uh, regardless of what your five senses out there are telling you, uh, is so important. Uh, and so uh, thank you for joining me. It's a privilege and an honor to be here. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. I am the founder of Awakened Wellness Now and the medical director of the Riobe Institute of Integrative Medicine. And today's topic is uh, one that's very interesting. Um, it is why intermittent fasting doesn't work for women uh, and why men report much more success than women do uh, with intermittent fasting. Um, women who start intermittent fasting often cannot do it very long um, or they don't seem to reach their goal, right? And so people have different reasons why they will do intermittent fasting. Uh, one of the most common is for weight loss, right? And now with the holiday season uh, in full swing, um, weight loss is front and center, right? Uh, everybody's got their weight loss programs up and running. Uh, everybody's planning to join the gym and start working out. Everybody's got their New Year's resolutions to lose weight. Um, and so intermittent fasting is top of many, many people's minds. Uh, and I have a, uh, I'm usually the, 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 person outside the box, right? With all new health fads and trends. Uh, I always tell people to please take them all with a grain of salt. Um, and so it's not that intermittent fasting is inappropriate for certain people. It's just not appropriate for everyone. And the lens of Chinese medicine uh, really, really brings that into hyper focus. It explains why certain people do well with certain diets and fads and exercise programs and why certain other people don't. Um, and in my course, the Wellness Warrior Nine-Week Transformation Program, that is one of the biggest things I teach people is to determine their dynamic metabolic type because that determines what will suit you and what won't, regardless of what it is, whether it's intermittent fasting or you know, keto diet, vegan diet, uh, detox programs, whatever it is, once you know what your physiology is, uh, which is essentially what a dynamic metabolic type is, it's telling you what your current body function is like, 
Um, and so once you know that, you can then kind of figure out how to meander around uh, with all the crazy information that's out here to determine what's going to work for you. And so why does intermittent fasting not work for women? Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't work for all women, right? But if you look at the statistics, and now that it's been a fad long enough that we can study it, um, you know, we're starting to understand that it is not a one-size-fits-all solution. Um, and unfortunately, people are preaching that you should power your way through intermittent fasting until you don't have cravings anymore. And that's the exact wrong thing to do. And I'll uh, explain why that is today. Um, and so the reason intermittent fasting doesn't work very well for women is because of the premise that I've discussed many, many times here, uh, but it's so foreign to us in the West that uh, it bears repeating. Uh, there is a Chinese medicine premise that says uh, women are of blood and men are of chi. And what that means loosely is that women in playing their evolutionary roles, right? What makes us biological females essentially is our ability to reproduce. Uh, and so in our ability to reproduce, we menstruate uh, once a month um, if we're not pregnant right? Or if we don't have a medical condition that's preventing us from menstruating, or if we're not taking continuous birth control pills, uh, or there's another thing that will take your menstrual cycles away, essentially, and it's the uh, progesterone-containing IUD uh, with the brand name called Mirena. And so unless you're doing one of those things, you will menstruate once a month uh, from the time of puberty until menopause. And um, that requires a lot of blood, right? So every month we're bleeding out, uh, you know, about 80 milliliters or so of blood. And that doesn't sound like a lot, right? It, it doesn't sound like much. But the problem that we run into as women is that we're not supposed to lose 80 milliliters of blood a month. Uh, it's not part of our normal function. It has become part of our expected function due to our modernization. And so uh, coming up with you know, modern lifestyles and technologies has been wonderful, right? We all have our cell phones and we can communicate with people nearly instantaneously across the globe. You know, we're firing rockets out into outer space, you know, all these technologies, um, but they do come at a price. Uh, and so one of the prices of the modernization of women has been that we now menstruate much more than we used to. Uh, and so it used to be, if you just go back maybe 200 years, uh, women on average, and I'm not saying this is good or bad, right? I'm just quoting stats. Um, you know, 200 years ago, the average woman would have seven to eight babies in her lifetime. Uh, now, of course, we'd have to look far and wide to find women who are still having seven and eight babies uh, today, right? Especially here in the West, we are, in fact, under-reproducing. Uh, and that, that is one of the uh, reasons many people are panicked in the United States of America right now is because we are not reproducing enough to maintain our species here. Uh, and so, you know, many women are not having uh, the 2.1 babies, which is the bare minimum that's required to keep a species going. Uh, so we've drastically reduced our reproduction 
over the last 200 years. And again, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just noting that it's a thing that has happened. And so 200 years ago, when you're busy having seven and eight babies, uh, you don't menstruate very much, right? Because you don't menstruate while you're pregnant. Uh, you also don't menstruate while you breastfeed. And so again, the modernization of having babies, um, we now have formula, we now can control when we reproduce, right? So it used to be, we didn't really have control over reproduction until recently. Um, and so now we can choose, we have rights now, right? And so we can choose not to have children if that is a choice uh, that we want to make. We can choose to postpone childbearing by taking birth control or uh, being uh, abstinent or not having sex, right? Um, and, and so many women do that. Many women will postpone childbearing or not even have children if that's their choice. Um, and so we're having babies later and later, which means we're menstruating more and more sooner and sooner. So when you get pregnant, you're pregnant for nine months, roughly. You don't menstruate for those nine months. Uh, when you have a baby, clearly you're going to have some blood loss, right? And then you breastfeed. Um, breastfeeding um, requires blood. And so breast milk is actually made of blood, but you don't menstruate during that time. And so there's kind of a net gain of blood when you breastfeed. There's a net gain of blood when you're pregnant. In, in other words, you're not menstruating monthly while you're doing those things. 200 years ago and before that, there was no formula. And so we had to breastfeed our children around the clock to feed them until they could eat, you know, uh, food. And so many women back then, two, three, four, 500 years ago, would breastfeed their children for four and five years. Um, and some, in some traditions around the world, that is still done. Uh, and so we consider that to be strange today, but it's not at all. It, it was the way nature built this in. And so when you are breastfeeding, you're not menstruating once a month. And so 200 years ago or before, we were not having this monthly loss of blood that we are having today. And so this loss of blood makes women what we call blood deficient. So many, many women, not all, but many, many women are blood deficient. Uh, that doesn't mean you're anemic. So there's a big, big difference between anemia and blood deficiency. Blood deficiency is an energetic uh, pattern. Anemia is a medical diagnosis uh, brought about through checking blood work. And so they are not the same. And if you want to check out the difference, I do have a podcast that I did a few weeks back. Uh, so you can uh, go to riobayintegrativemedicine.com and check out the archives um, and you'll see the podcast uh, that is called, I believe, uh, The Difference Between Blood Work and Anemia, You Should Know. Um, and so most women are blood deficient. And so this is why, uh, you know, some women will experience dizziness during their menstrual cycles. This is why, and not have anemia, right? They'll go to the doctor and say, I feel dizzy or I have spots in my vision. Um, I feel tired, you know, and their blood work will be normal because they don't yet have anemia, but they are blood deficient. So most women are blood deficient. And the problem with being blood deficient is blood carries your energy all over your body. And so if you are blood deficient, that means by default, you are also metabolically unstable. Um, and so you're not carrying your energy around 
the entire body where it needs to go. And so most women will feel, not most, I'm sorry, many women will feel tired during their menstrual cycle, but they will not be anemic with blood work, but they are blood deficient. Um, and so what that means is when you go and you fast, so if you are already blood deficient, you're not optimally carrying your energy around, you're not optimally making your energy either. And so you are metabolically deficient and you go and you fast every day for 16 hours a day or 15 or however you want to modify it. Um, you are going to cause your body to become more metabolically unstable. Um, and in traditional Chinese medicine, loss of appetite is not normal. Uh, they tell you to be very, very vigilant about loss of appetite. Um, it is a sign of uh, what they would call in Chinese medicine, what we would call in Chinese medicine, spleen qi deficiency. The spleen in Chinese medicine is not what we think it is. You know, the spleen in our Western medical model is a tiny little organ tucked under the stomach, uh, has some immune function, it makes blood cells, um, but we more or less think people can live without it. You know, we'll take it out if necessary, surgically, if someone has a condition or ruptures their spleen, um, and we know that it will not be fatal. You know, that person will live. Um, but that is not the spleen that the Chinese are talking about. In, in traditional Chinese medicine, organs are energy fields. They are not physical structures. And so while the spleen in Chinese medicine includes that tiny little physical structure, it is not what they mean. Um, so spleen in traditional Chinese medicine basically equates to metabolism. Um, and it is our physiological metabolism, essentially. Uh, and it will involve certain gastrointestinal organs like the stomach, uh, the small intestine has some spleen chi function. Um, essentially, you can think of it as your metabolism. So metabolism being how you make and use your energy. And again, everything is energy. Uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, Albert Einstein said that 100 years ago. Uh, traditional Chinese medicine has said it for 4,000 years Ayurveda has said it for 4,000 years, perhaps more. Um, many, many ancient traditions uh, will discuss the idea of energy being what is actually real. And physical structures are simply energetic structures that are vibrating so slowly that we can perceive them through our five senses. And so everything is energy. And so spleen chi is your ability to make and use energy. And so when you have spleen chi deficiency, what that means is you are not metabolically making and using your energy sufficiently. So you have a deficiency of metabolism is basically what spleen chi deficiency means. One of the earliest signs of it um, is loss of appetite. So in other words, you wake up in the morning and you're not hungry. You're supposed to be hungry within about 30 minutes, 45 minutes of waking up, that's considered to be normal. If you have lost that sensation, it's not normal. It's a sign that your metabolism is weak. And so the idea that you should fast and force yourself to fast until you lose your appetite and you don't feel hungry is flawed. Um, and uh, that is based in traditional Chinese medicine. We're starting to see that also in medical studies now um, you know, the medical studies always catch up at some point 4,000 years later, but 
um, the idea of not being hungry in the morning is not normal. And so I'll hear a lot of people touting, well, just keep doing it until you're not hungry anymore and then you'll be fine. Um, that could not be further from the truth. The problem is you're damaging your metabolism. It's You will not be fine. Um, now, why do you lose your appetite, right? Why is that a sign of, um, uh, why is that something that occurs in intermittent fasting? It's because if you are already metabolically weak, you're not making and using your energy properly, and then you don't feed yourself. So you don't give yourself energy to make and use properly. So that's what fasting is. You're withholding energy from the body. Uh, and so if you are already deficient in energy, and on top of that, when you're supposed to eat in the morning, you're withholding energy from the body, you're going to make yourself worse, right? So you are going to uh, drop your metabolism even more. And what does that mean for weight loss, right? So when you when your body thinks it's starving, which is essentially what happens when you lose your appetite when you're trying to fast, your body thinks it's in starvation. Um, you're, you have to remember that your body's just a machine, right? So we have a brain. And with our brain, we can figure a lot of things out. We know that there's food in the refrigerator. We can run down the street and grab something from a restaurant, take out, whatever. Your body doesn't actually know that. Uh, and so that's the disconnect that occurs in the human body. It's like, yes, we have a brain and we can make calculations. No, there's no bear chasing me. But your body doesn't actually know that. So on a cellular level, the, the memo from your brain uh, is different than the memo that's going into the rest of the cells of your body. And a lot of people don't know that. And it's really important to know. Um, your, your brain can calculate something, but you're still under stress. And the chemicals that your brain is going to send down into your body are the same. Whether it's because you're doing intermittent fasting and you're stressing your body out because it thinks it's starving, uh, or whether your brain, you know, makes some kind of uh, calculation that this is okay, I can do this, and this is going to help me lose weight. That doesn't change the fact that your body is stressed. And so a lot of people will lose their appetite because they will be so stressed out that their cortisol will prevent them from feeling hungry. Uh, so cortisol will go up. Um, so it's not that your body uh, adjusts and thinks it's okay. It's that it's making two wrongs equal a right to survive. Um, and so people will say, yeah, but I eat later. You know, I'll have all my calories later. So I'm still feeding my body. And that's also flawed. The reason for that is your body has a way that it functions. Um, and it, it, when you force it to function in a different way, it will kind of do it, do what it has to, to get by, but it will not do it efficiently. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, there is a circadian clock, um, the Chinese circadian clock. And it is a description that uh, in Chinese medicine theory, they believe that the energy flows through the body. Uh, it flows through different systems at certain times. And if you miss the train, you miss the train, right? Uh, if you don't show up at the train station on time to get on the train as the energy is going past that station, you know, so as the energy is flowing through that organ system, that energy field, if you are not doing the things that will optimize that energy as it's flowing through, you'll miss the boat, right? So in traditional Chinese medicine, 
uh, energy flows through each organ system over the course of two hours. Um, and so the stomach gets its energy between seven in the morning and nine in the morning. And so this is why in traditional Chinese medicine, they recommend that people eat breakfast like a king, because they understand that that is when the energy flows through that digestive organ most optimally is between seven and nine. Now that doesn't mean if you eat at noon, you're not gonna digest your food. It just means the energy, the train is at the station between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. So if you don't wanna have to chase the train to catch it later, uh, you wanna get on the train between seven and nine. That means you wanna eat your biggest meal between seven and nine. And so what happens after you eat between seven and nine is your, your stomach can work at its best to digest and absorb, you know, to bring the food down into the small intestine so it can be absorbed optimally. And so from seven to nine is when you should have your biggest meal. So that goes directly against intermittent fasting, right? Because that's when you're not supposed to eat with intermittent fasting. Um, and so this is why I believe intermittent fasting is going to sooner or later be a metabolic problem that people are going to have to fix. Um, one of my dearest friends was telling me her experience with intermittent fasting while I was in New York City, and she just intuitively knew it wasn't, knew it wasn't working for her. She didn't know why, uh, but she was concerned that she lost her appetite in the morning. And I was like, well, thank goodness, because you should be concerned. Um, you know, and so she stopped doing it for that reason, because she intuitively felt like something is wrong. Why am I not hungry? And she intuitively knew that it was because she was so stressed out that she was not eating. Um, and so the body does stress if you don't eat breakfast. And so, you know, it doesn't matter how much you talk yourself down in your head that, oh, I'm doing this for a good reason. I need to lose 20 pounds. I got to do this fasting thing. I got to lose this weight. Your body does not care. Um, it will stress out if you don't eat. That's just physiology. That's science. Those are facts. That's just how it is. Now, if you want to force the body to go against that, you can, but it will come at a price and that will be at lowering your metabolism. Uh, when you lower your metabolism further by not feeding your body when it most needs to eat, it's going to burn calories less efficiently. So it's not going to burn those calories as well as if you eat when you're supposed to. And that's that's the big secret with weight loss, right? It's you got to flow with your body, not against it. So people think I need to force my body to go this way so I can lose weight. You actually need to flow with your body to lose weight. And people will say, well, I listened to my body and it told me I wasn't hungry in the morning, right? It's not that you want to listen to your body. You know, it's that you want to understand your body. You want to understand how it's supposed to function, not listen to it per se, but understand how it's supposed to function. When you understand how it's supposed to function, then you guide your body. Your body is not a leader. It's a follower. And so you need to know what your body needs to be doing so that you flow with that. And that's what listening to your body should mean. You know, uh, so your body is going to send you signals because it's broken. Um, so listening to it is not going to help you, right? Um, the extent to which you should listen to it is to know that it's telling you that it's broken, right? So when you lose your appetite, your body is not telling you everything's good. I'm with this intermittent fasting thing you're doing. It's telling you I am broken. Please fix me. Um, and so what happens when you start burning fewer and fewer calories because your metabolism is weakening, 
that means you won't be able to eat as much when you're done with the intermittent fasting. You're going to have to keep dropping and dropping and dropping your calories to keep up with how weak your metabolism is. So metabolism means how you make and use your energy, right? So if you're, if your metabolism is working optimally, you might be able to burn 1600 calories a day, even 1800 calories a day, um, and, and have your weight stay stable because those 1600 calories are being used to fuel all kinds of different body functions optimally. When your metabolism weakens, what happens is it can't burn that many calories anymore. So if you continue to consume 16 to 1800 calories and your metabolism is dropping, you're going to gain weight. You're going to have inflammation um, because your body will no longer be able to burn those calories. And remember, if your body can't burn calories, there's only one other solution for it, and that is to store fat. Um, and when you store fat, you're also going to store inflammation because the fat that you store from uh, overeating, right, uh, is brown fat, uh, excuse me, white fat. And white fat stores toxins and carries with it inflammation. And so this is where weight gain comes from. People will say, well, I barely eat and I still gain weight. Well, that's because you have broken your metabolism to the extent that it can only maybe burn 600 calories a day right? And if it can only burn 600 calories a day, but you're consuming 1200 calories a day, guess where those other 600 calories are going to go, right? It's going to go to fat storage uh, and your body will have no choice but to gain weight. Um, and so people will say, how is that even possible? I'm barely eating, right? Because your body will convert itself into uh, carbs if it needs to use it. And then it will just drop your metabolism to compensate for that. Uh, and so people will gain weight under stress. Other people will lose weight under stress. So the people that gain weight under stress are the people whose adrenal systems are so fried. They've been under stress for so long. They can no longer make enough cortisol uh, to, to burn more and more calories. So stress burns a ton of calories, right? But if your metabolism is too broken, uh, it won't be able to keep up and you're still going to gain weight. You know, and so that's kind of the secret of weight loss and why intermittent fasting does not work for many women. How do you know if you're blood deficient? We're going to talk about that uh, after this next commercial break. You are listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm Dr. Milan Riobe, and we'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. 
Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than a million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. With over 350 workshops to choose from, Omega offers something for everyone. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 877-944-2002. Again, 877-944-2002. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Ryobe, and today we're talking about why intermittent fasting does not work for a lot of women and what we can do about it. Uh, and so how do you know if you're blood deficient, right? So who is not a good intermittent faster? Um, so blood deficiency symptoms can be dizziness, what we call postural dizziness. So if you stand up too quickly and suddenly you feel kind of fuzzy and dizzy, Um, Or if you're laying down and when you sit up, you feel dizzy or you stand up and you feel dizzy, that's a sign of blood deficiency. Now, again, regardless of blood work, right? So most people who are blood deficient will not be anemic. Why is that? Because not because the blood work is wrong, but because the blood work can't test for everything that's flowing in your bloodstream that could be deficient that might make you dizzy, right? Um, And so blood work doesn't check for a lot of things. And blood work is not capable of checking for a lot of things. And so that's why it's not a reliable tool uh, to be used as the only source, right? So we should still do it. You want to know if you're anemic, because if you're anemic, you might need B12 shots, you might need iron 
to correct it. So it's not that you don't want to get your blood work, but you don't want to stop there and think everything's normal because your blood work is normal. So if you have postural dizziness, that's a sign of blood deficiency. Uh, if you have uh, floaters in your vision, like that's a big one, right? Not flashes of light, not that the light bothers your eyes, that's different. But these are just little floaters, just kind of floating in your vision. You go to the eye doctor, they don't see anything wrong, everything's fine, your prescriptions are accurate, but you still have these floaters, right? Um, that's blood deficiency as well. Some other people with blood deficiency will note that their periods are really light. So when your body perceives it doesn't have enough blood to give away, it will not give it away, right? So some women will get lighter and lighter menstrual periods as a sign of blood deficiency. Sometimes they'll start skipping their periods entirely. They won't get a period because they're too blood deficient for their body to release the blood, right? Um, and so these are some signs. There are many others. Um, another sign is your tongue might look pale. Uh, and your pulse might be thinner and weaker. So if you're that person where they're constantly fishing for your pulse uh, and they can't ever seem to find it, um, or it's really thready, it's there and then it disappears, um, you might be blood deficient, right? The best way is to get uh, an evaluation from a doctor of oriental medicine or an acupuncturist. But these are just some signs just to help you know, like, should I do this intermittent fasting thing I've been reading about or not, right? If you have any of these signs or symptoms, you should not do intermittent fasting. Um, but I will show you how you can modify it so that you can still do it safely. So that's the second half of our show. So all is not lost. <laughs> so I don't tell you these things to, for you to give up hope, but I think we need to change how we're doing the intermittent fasting, um, you know, so that we do it in a way that flows with our body function. Because if we try and hammer our bodies into submission, um, you know, we will damage our bodies, right? So we have to just gently flow with the body and slowly bring it in the direction we want it to go, right? We can't just sledgehammer it and, you know, think it's going to respond, right? Um, so again, when you don't feed your body in the morning, you trigger an evolutionary fight or flight response um, where your body is perceiving that it's starving. Um, and when you eat later in the day, yes, you will digest your food, but it will be very uh, suboptimal. It will not digest it properly. You will be more prone to inflammation. Um, and we detox at night when we sleep. And so if you're eating at the wrong time, so intermittent fasting is basically you wake up, you don't eat anything, uh, and you, you basically fast for about 16 hours. Now, there are different ways that people will do it. Some people will fast less time. So you're starting to eat around one-ish, two-ish in the afternoon, and you eat for about eight hours, and then you stop eating again. The problem with that is you're eating at times when your digestive system is not receiving optimal energy flow. Um, and so the stomach is most active between seven and nine. That means it won't work at three o'clock. It will. It just won't be as optimal. Um, the spleen, right? The metabolic organ that we talked about that is so crucial in traditional Chinese medicine is active between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So first you eat your food. The stomach releases uh, enzymes to start chewing it up. And then you convert that food into energy between 9 and 11 a.m right? Why is that? That's because that's when we're the most active, right? We're not active at night. We're not supposed to be active at night. The sun goes to sleep at night, 
because we're supposed to go to sleep at night, right? We are diurnal beings. We flow with the sun. And so we're supposed to be most active midday and then start trailing off, you know, in the late afternoon. So we have to eat to power when we're most active in midday, right? That's why the stomach is most active between seven and nine. And then we convert that food to energy between nine and 11. Between 11 and one, the heart is active in traditional Chinese medicine because now we need to circulate that energy all around our bodies, right? So it makes complete sense. When I first saw this clock, I was like, heart? What's the heart doing in the middle of all this? Because it has to transport that energy around your body, right? It makes complete sense. Uh, so between 11 and one in the afternoon, uh, your heart is active. The energy is flowing maximally through the heart because your heart is taking all that converted energy all around because it knows you, you're going to be most active in the coming few hours. Uh, and then the small intestine is active between one and three. That's lunchtime. So now we eat again, right? Uh, and then we power the rest of the day. And then that's the end of the digestive organs, right? And people will ask, well, what about the large intestine? Which is what I asked as well. It's not active until like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, not, is it three? No, five to seven in the morning is large intestine. Uh, and so, no, I'm sorry, I was right. Three to five is large intestine time, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I said, what's a digestive organ doing being active in the middle of the night? Well, it's not really a digestive organ when you really look at it, right? The large intestine is the largest detoxification organ in the human body. And so it makes perfect sense that it's in the middle of the night, right? Uh, and so they knew what they were talking about. Uh, and these are all based on also modern, modern medical studies. We now understand the large intestine is the most complex ecosystem on planet Earth. Uh, it is the largest detoxification organ that we have. It's not really a digestive organ. Uh, and so that's why it's active in the middle of the night when all our other detox organs, the liver, the gallbladder, uh, is active or active. And so between 11 and 1, you got your small intestine being active. And that's lunchtime. You should eat again. So in traditional Chinese medicine, they say to eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen. Right. So you eat again, not as large as your breakfast, but a, a moderately sized meal at, at about, you know, noon. Right. And then we're very active after that. But we're supposed to rest as we digest that food for a little bit and then up and running again at two o'clock in the afternoon or so. And then, you know, you eat your dinner later. In traditional Chinese medicine, we should eat dinner like a pauper. Uh, in other words, very light meal at dinner time. Uh, and they just knew what they were talking about. Why is that? If we eat a large meal at dinner, we are going to bog down all of our detoxification organs because what are we doing after dinner, right? We're not doing very much. We're getting ready to, to power down or we should be, right? And so if we have just eaten a huge meal, now you're not optimally digesting your food. You have a tendency towards more inflammation. Now you've given your body that much more work to do in the middle of the night when it's supposed to be detoxing you. Right. And so what do we do? What's the solution? Right. The solution is to flip intermittent fasting around. You can still do intermittent fasting, but flip the hours around. Right. So I call it reverse reverse cyclical fasting or reverse intermittent fasting. So if you get up, you eat between seven and nine and you eat for eight hours and then you stop eating. Right. And that would now now you're flowing with your body's physiology. So you're still fasting right? You're not going to eat maybe after say three o'clock in the afternoon, you're not going to eat, right? 
Uh, but that's okay because you're not really supposed to eat very much anyway. So you're flowing much more with your physiology if you do that. Um, you're going to not feel as exhausted, right? Uh, you will be able to fuel your activities for the day. You'll be able to raise your metabolism because now you're feeding your body. People think to lose weight, they have to starve their bodies, but they don't understand that what they're doing is they're damaging their bodies. And that's why most people gain their weight back. It's because of the damage that was done to the metabolism in forcing the body to flow against its normal physiology. Uh, so the reason we gain weight is because we force our bodies to flow against its natural physiology. Uh, and then we force it to lose the weight by making it flow even more against its natural physiology. And then it bounces back, it rebounds against us. And then we gain that weight back because we have broken our metabolisms. In other words, we make it so that the body can only burn a, you know, so many calories. We wanna make it so that the body is burning everything we give it. Um, you know, that's really what we want to do with the body. We want the body to be so efficient at breaking everything down, converting it to energy and using it uh, that every body function we need is fully powered, fully working, uh, and we're able to put on muscle mass, increase bone structure, feed all of our systems, the brain, the skin, everything is getting fed properly. So your metabolism is cranking on all cylinders. Uh, you have energy to do all the things you want and your weight is normal, right? And it's only if you flow with the physiology that that will happen. If you flow against it, you might force the weight loss initially, but it will come back and get you. Uh, so it's really this idea of within 30 minutes of getting up in the morning, I'm going to eat. I'm gonna try and make that my biggest meal. When people don't have an appetite, it's really hard. When people already have a low metabolism, uh, it's really hard to eat a heavy breakfast, right? So what you do is you eat a light breakfast if you have to, and then you make up for it at lunchtime. You still eat a light dinner. Right. And so that's how you flip intermittent fasting on its head and make it work for women. Um, and so and, and you know that you are one of those people if you have blood deficiency symptoms or chi deficiency symptoms. So chi deficiency is low metabolism. That's a, a loose term that we can use to equate with what the Chinese will call chi deficiency. Chi is vital energy. Um, and so chi deficiency symptoms also count for people who should not be doing intermittent fasting. So if you feel tired, that's a major, major symptom of spleen chi deficiency. Loose stools is another one. Uh, and loss of appetite is another one. Those are the three major, major symptoms of spleen chi deficiency. Uh, people with spleen chi deficiency should not fast. In our course, we talk about this as deficient dynamic metabolic types, whether they are hot, cold, or temperature neutral is irrelevant in this case. The point is that they are deficient dynamic metabolic types. Their metabolisms are too low. They should not be doing intermittent fasting um, unless they modify it so that they're eating when they're supposed to um, from a physiological perspective. Uh, and so if you follow the Chinese circadian clock, you will see this, right? Uh, we, we study the Chinese circadian clock in my online course, the Wellness Warrior Nine-Week Transformation Program. Uh, and so if you want to learn more, go to awakenedwellnessnow.com. Uh, you can take our burnout assessment as well there uh, to know if you are a deficient dynamic metabolic type. Uh, and if you are, you want to at least do this reversed intermittent fasting and you 
may not want to do intermittent fasting at all. You may find a different, you may want to find a different strategy for weight loss. Uh, and so um, let's go to our next commercial break. When we come back, we've got some questions to tackle and we'll do that on the other side. You're listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. We'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit RIOBEintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly one million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is DreamVision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and today we're talking about why intermittent fasting does not work for women and what you can do. So again, a quick fix is simply to eat within 30 minutes of waking up, right? So if you're waking up somewhere between seven and nine in the morning, you should be eating at that time. Um, and again, if you don't have a good appetite, eat, eat something, you know, sometimes I'll just throw back a shake and that's all. And I'll just have a big lunch 
uh, and then a light dinner, right? And then you can have snacks in between, right? So intermittent fasting, you can still have your snacks in between. You can still eat, uh, you know, the foods that you like to eat. What I caution people about, you know, calorie, not all calories are created equally, right? So you want to still eat very clean when you do intermittent fasting. So some people will think, well, because I'm fasting, I can eat whatever I want, right? It's not true. Um, you know, you want to be very cautious that you are helping your body, not hindering your body, right? So you want to eat clean, clean food. Uh, and if you want some tips on that, we've got a ton of podcasts where we talk about that. We also talk about that a lot in our Wellness Warrior nine-week transformation program. The type of foods you eat depend on your metabolism, uh, depend on your dynamic metabolic type. Uh, and so, again, if you want to take our questionnaire, feel free, um, and uh, that'll give you some tips on uh, how to eat, what foods would best suit you, right? So not all calories are create, created equally, so you want to be very cautious. So let's get into some questions here. Uh, question, I seem to always be craving goodies at night. After fasting a while, will these cravings stop? So cravings are your body telling you it needs energy, right? So cravings are... The point at which your body hasn't quite given up and doesn't think it's starving yet, right? And it's just tapping you on the shoulder and telling you, please feed me. Um, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting enough energy. Typically, that's because people don't eat early enough, uh, enough early in the day. So uh, people tend to not eat all day because they have the willpower to not eat all day. Um, and that's why intermittent fasting is so popular, right? Is because most people aren't hungry in the morning, but they, again, they don't realize that that's not normal. You want to be hungry in the morning. And so what happens is I'll have people not eat all morning and then they'll eat one, one meal or two. And then they're freaking out at night because they're having all these cravings. Um, and that's because they didn't eat when their body needed them to eat, which is in the morning, right? Uh, breakfast really is the most important meal of the day. Uh, and so if you just, again, flow with the timing of your body. So if you start eating between seven and nine in the morning uh, and you shove about four or five meals in that eight hour period, right? Um, if you can, right? You can only really shove about three meals in there, but it, you know, you might have a protein shake in between. Just make sure you're getting sufficient numbers of calories, especially protein. Um, protein is the biggest uh, uh thing you can do to reduce cravings, right? Because proteins can always be converted to calories. Proteins will almost never be converted to fat. And that's the benefit of protein. Uh, but again, make sure that you eat the right types of protein, right? Um, the animals aren't the problem. It's what we did to them. That's the problem. So it's not the animal products that are bad. It's what we did to the animal products that that's bad. And so make sure that you're eating the right quality of foods, uh, but a lot of protein is necessary to reduce cravings. So, and, and eating at the right times. Um, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. I'm past the age of periods, long time now. Am I able to get over the blood deficiency you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, so if you have some of those symptoms, um, then yes, you're blood deficient. So of course, go get evaluated, get your checkup, get your blood work done, you know, get a proper evaluation with your physician. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a doctor of oriental medicine would be the best person to guide you to clear out blood deficiency. Um, but, you know, 
bloody food. <laughs> and so knowing your dynamic metabolic type is, is very important because if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, whether it's excess or deficient, you should not eat red meat or gamey meat because that's going to make you hotter. In other words, make you more acidic and it's going to uh, work against you, not for you. But if you have a cold deficient uh, dynamic metabolic type or even a cold excess, eating red and gamey meats is fine because you're too cold and you want to warm up. Red and gamey meats will warm you up uh, and that will help your metabolism. Uh, and so other types of proteins are more neutral, uh, you know, poultry, uh, pork, um, soy, tofu, tempeh, um, you know, all those things are, uh, you know, they don't, as, as you start getting into the vegetables, they don't have as much blood, right? If you stab tempeh, it doesn't bleed, right? If you stab celery, it won't bleed. If you stab an animal, it will bleed. Uh, and so, you know, obviously animals have more of a concentration of blood. Uh, the bloodiest food you can eat is liver. Uh, I love liver. And so, um, you know, I don't have a problem eating liver, but I know for whatever reason, a lot of people have a stigma about eating liver because it's the detox organ. Uh, it is the store, it stores blood in traditional Chinese medicine. So if you have blood deficiency, that's one of the best ways to get out of it, organ meats. Um, and so, uh, you know, animal products have more blood in them just by their nature. Um, now, you know, again, you want to be cautious because if you have high acidity, you do not want to eat a bunch of animal products, right? Um, so you'd have to compensate by eating green leafy vegetables and you just have to eat a lot more of them. So vegans just have to eat a lot more volume to get the same amount of protein as they would were they eating vegetable, uh, animal products, but you know, it's just, you just have to do the math and make sure you're getting enough protein. Um, so that's another great question. Uh, I heard you had an online course a while back. Is it still available to watch? Yeah, absolutely. So just go to awakenwellnessnow.com. You can, uh, we've got a little intro video that, that I created there uh, and you can book a call to speak to us to see how we can help you with it. Um, but uh, it's, it's, we're having a ball with this course. We're getting really great results in as little as a week. Um, with beating burnout and fatigue. And so uh, I created it based uh, loosely on traditional Chinese medicine, but the, the heart of it is traditional Chinese medicine. I just kind of made it more, I guess, accessible um, for people to do on their own. And so it's a, it's a guided coaching system where you become self-empowered to understand your current physiology, how your body is currently functioning and how to flow better with it to beat burnout and fatigue. And so, yes, it is ongoing. Uh, that will be going on for quite some time. Um, let's see what else we have here. I gained eight pounds since Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanks to your show, I know it's inflammation. Yes, you cannot gain eight pounds in a month. Um, and so a lot of it is inflammation. Uh, and so again, if you want to do intermittent fasting, you can just remember switch when you eat, right? So you will have to eat earlier in the day. You just take those eight hours and you move them. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, you move them to between like seven in the morning to three in the afternoon. That's all. Uh, and now you will be absolutely flowing with your body's physiology, right? Um, and, uh, Again, the Chinese circadian clock, we might do a podcast just on that. It, it's fascinating. And I just laugh because every time I'm like scratching my head, like, why are they saying that? And eventually there'll be some medical study that confirms what they said. 
Uh, and you're like, oh, that's why they were saying that. You know, they put the large intestine in the middle of the night because they understand it is not a digestive organ, right? Um, it's a detox organ. Uh, that's all. That's all it is. And so it's fascinating how they know what they know, but they know it. And they're almost, well, in fact, I'll say them, they're never wrong. I'll say they will. They are just never wrong. Whenever I veered away from Chinese medicine principles, that's the only time I get in trouble, right? When I flow with Chinese medicine principles, um, they're spot on. Uh, and so it's fascinating. Well, maybe we'll do our next podcast on the Chinese circadian clock, just so you have a sense of when energy is flowing, uh, where energy is flowing, when in your body. So you know what to do when. It, it's, it's fascinating because once I started really following the Chinese circadian clock in my own life, um, I transformed. Like I just became a different human being, right? I, I no longer have to take a bunch of supplements. I don't even have to take thyroid medication anymore. I used to have to do that every day for several years. Um, and now I'm not on that anymore. I don't even take adrenal supplements anymore. Um, and I have more energy now than I ever have my, you know, I, I have machines, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have all these machines to measure energy. Uh, and so I can just quickly put myself on the machine and measure my energy. Um, and I have more energy now than I ever have. Um, and it's simply by following this clock. Um, when you flow with your body in harmony with it and with nature, because your body is designed to flow with nature, with the sun specifically, um, you know, the sun comes up, we come up, the sun goes down, we go down. That's how we're supposed to function. And so once we start to really actually do that, which is what we teach in the Wellness Warrior Nine Week Transformation Program, um, it is really a transformative experience um, because our bodies can now function properly. Uh, and there's so much we can do to help it do that. And so that is my mission uh, with the Wellness Warrior Nine Week Transformation Program, my mission here on these podcasts. And I think that's all the time we have. Awesome questions and comments as always. And I'm sorry I didn't get to them all, um, but uh, it's a fascinating topic. And I wish you much luck on your weight loss and wellness uh, goals for 2023. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. And until next time, many, many blessings. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash awakened wellness and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Mulan is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobayintegrativemedicine.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.